and greatly to be praised, Lord. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, I love you. I lead you. Start to pray for yourself. At this moment, tell God, tell God what your heart is. Tell Him, tell Him your desire. Tell Him, are you willing to desire transformation through God and His words this morning? Come on, begin praying for your heart that longs for change. Hallelujah, hallelujah. No matter where you are, no matter you are watching online right now at home, start praying for yourself. Jesus, we lead you. Holy Spirit, come, come. Holy Spirit, come. Fill with us. Fill this place. Do you know what John says in John 1, 12? Yet to all who did receive Him, to those who believe in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Do you believe in God's promise today? God promise of, the promise of God grant us the authority as children of God. You are the children of God. You are the children of God. Every one of us here are the children of God. So let us pray together. Father, I pray for each and every one of us here today. No matter what we are facing, I declare that, I declare that we stand firm and believe in the unchanging reality of us being your children. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Please take your seats. And thank you, worship team. You all did an amazing job. Good morning, brother and sister. Good morning. And good morning, everyone who are watching online right now. I'm so glad that we are all here today. It's wonderful to gather and worship our God, isn't it? Yeah. My topic today is, anyone know my topic today? Yes, love one another. Love one another. Have you ever thought about how amazing God's plan are for us? Have you ever thought about this this morning? He's planned for each of us a loving sort of marvelous. Amen? Now, I would like every one of you emerging if we all had three children. I had. But emerging, yeah, you had. Emerging, we, we all had three children. Whose plan would be more important in your eyes? The eldest, the middle one, or the youngest? What is your answer? <laughs> My daughter Serena often asks me this tricky question. Daddy, who do you think 
who do you love the most out of three of us? Who do you love the most? He always asked me this tricky question. And normally, typically, I will respond like this. Hi, Sharina. Do you know that you are my very first daughter? And do you also know that Hugo is my very first elder son? And George is my very first younger son? <laughs> yeah. If you, if you have three children, whose pen would hold greatest significance in your eyes? The eldest, middle one, or the youngest one? The answer is none. All of their plans should hold equal importance. Could all three of them have the same job or could all three of them pursue the same career path? Of course not. So, why do we often find ourselves trapped in the cycle of comparing ourselves to other children of God? Mm -hmm. Why? Remember, you are a child of God. You are the children of God. We are the children of God. If you were blessed with three children, undoubtedly you would have wonderful plans for each one of them. I believe that you wouldn't wish for only the eldest to shine as a family superstar, leaving the others two in the shadow of insignificance. Brother and sister, we are all children of God, and our Father's God's plans for us are truly wonderful. God's plan for us are truly wonderful. Well, some of you may wonder just how wonderful God's plan are. Allow me to explain that amazing plan to you this morning. Brothers, brothers and sisters, it's not merely about doing things. No, not about doing things. Many people assume that, well, God's plan for us is, hey, Pastor Ben, please pray for me and see if God has revealed to you His plan for my life. Uh, and also, uh, 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 what I have to do for this plan. No, no. But today, I'm going to tell you that God's plans for us is to abide in His love. I say it again. God's plan for you, for me, for us, is to abide in His love. His plan for you is to live within His love and then share that love outward. This is the beautiful concept that we refer to as the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. We all know that we hold various positions in different industries, right? We will connect with specific groups through a range of products or service when we participate in our own job. Every job involves certain products or service, and these tools referred to by everyone as media. Everyone say media. Media. Come into play. Through this media, through this media, we extend God's love outward. So, your working place, your workplace is just a medium, a way to initiate discussion and interaction with specific group of people. Remember, it's only a medium. It's only a medium. Brother and sister, remember our Father's God plans for us is to abide in His love. Do you understand what I mean? 
Our Father's plan for us goes beyond just a medium, goes beyond that. Our Father's plan for us is to abide in His love. Our Father's plans for each one of us is to live within His love and extend His love outward. And you, you, you and you become the message. Full of particular porters or service, we demonstrate love, the love of God. As a Christian, you possess faith, hope, God's grace and love, and etc. Through your product, through your service, you're expressing faith, hope, love, and grace, etc. Through your, through your product and service, you allow that group of people, that group of people to experience love, hope, peace, and grace. So wherever you enter a workplace, Wherever, whatever your job is, that is not, I say again, that is not God's wonderful plans for you. No, no, it's only a medium. The difference between being a teacher and being a delivery man is just in facing different groups. But both jobs are still just a medium. This media is a minor matter. It's a minor matter. Do you understand? Because we are significant in God's eyes. Every single one of us. Can I get an amen? Yeah. God wants to use you to brighten the place where you stand. And then you will gain a deeper and deeper understanding of what it means for the Heavenly Father to have a wonderful plans for you. Hallelujah. In Matthew Chapter 25, 29 says, For whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Can you see it? Why should you have an abundance? Why? Because you are the light of the world. And you bring blessing to many, many people. God has entrusted you with the ability to share His blessing. So why process abundance? Because you can give more. That is the answer. You can give more. Brother and sister, your life isn't solely about getting more. No, no. It's all about sharing, giving more. Are you eager to share blessing? Share the blessing from God. In John 13, 34, Jesus spoke to his follower and said, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one and other. But why is this called a new command? Think about it. Why is new? It's new. Why is it called a new command? In the Old Testament, people were bound by law. Yet in the New Testament, Jesus fulfilled it all. He set us free from them and placed us into grace, into His grace. Whoa! If you decide to experience grace, if you wish to live in the New Testament rate rather than the old one, what Jesus says, I give you a new command. Love one another. That's it. Grace isn't something you work hard for. No. It's like a present freely give you. However, it's not random. No. It's because 
we decide to follow Jesus, that we become surrounded by His grace. When we follow Jesus, we are truly following grace because Jesus is full of grace and truth. Jesus came to give you life, abundance life. When you enter into His grace, your life began to multiply, multiplied 30 times, 60 times, 100 times, even more, even more. It's a gift given to you freely, but something you not not you earn through your own effort, no matter how hard you try, no matter even if you work really, really hard, the best you will achieve is living under the law. This means you are depending on your own strength. You may be wondering, hey, Pastor Ben, that being in God's grace means I don't have to do anything. Yeah, well, the answer is, of course, lots. So, Ben, what should we do? Love one another. Love one another. Every day, your focus should be on how to love. How to love. Every day, you should think about loving your family members and those around you, making them feel love. As you go through your day and interact with each person, if you aim to live like Jesus, you should consider ways to express His love. In John 13, 34, Jesus said, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. When you embrace the practice of loving one another, that's when you begin to understand. So, this morning, I encourage everyone here to choose to embrace grace. As you participate in the process of loving, you will begin to experience grace. Yes, as you start experience grace, you will encounter many things attempting to pull you back because this world, because the world often resists the radiance of grace. Grace is rarity in this world, generally very, very scarce. The world directs you to rely on certain things, to work hard, to keep going after your dream, to keep going after your goals, and saying to you, never give up. But do you know why? Because thousands of years ago, Satan, the devil, start changing this world, cheating its value, making its lack grace, and making you believe that having grace is strange. But no, no. We should live in grace. Brother and sister, we should live in grace. We need to learn to live through Jesus, not just with our own fault, only by receiving Full faith, can we experience the power of the Holy Spirit? And only then can we manifest the kingdom of God from the inside to the outside. Grace is the foundation of our daily Christian's life. Grace is the foundation of our daily Christian lives. And we should discover this wonderful thing every day. 
every single day. One time the disciples asked, hey Jesus, is, is, is this man blind because of his sins or his parents' sins? What Jesus replied, it's not the point, my disciple, because we are in the new covenant now. We are in the new covenant now. In the Old Testament, the Lord would instruct that if you do the right thing in the eyes of the Lord, you will be blessed. If you do the evil thing in the eyes of the Lord, you will be cursed. So according to the mindset of the Old Testament, whenever something unfortunate occurs, you may wonder, did I do something wrong? That's the teaching of the Old Covenant. Brother and sister, do you have faith in Jesus? Amen. Do you? Amen. Do you have faith in Jesus? Do you believe in Him? Yes. By putting our faith in Jesus, we enter into New Testament. We enter into New Covenant. Full Jesus, not full ourselves, full Jesus, full faith. We stand in grace, stand in His grace. Jesus saved us, bring us into His new covenants. So I encourage you to take a moment to think about your life. What you should prioritize is, how can I love others? As time goes by and you look back, you will come to understand. Even the Pharisees and the teacher of law fail to grasp this because they keep getting caught up in fortnights. Have I done enough? Have I done enough today? Wherever something unfortunate happened, their immediately concept was, did I do something to upset God? But brother and sister, we are in the new covenant. In the new covenant already. We are already qualified. Yes, we are already qualified. Our qualification isn't based on what we have done. No, it's based on what Jesus has done. Hallelujah. So, brother and sister, let us use our life to undermine what Jesus has already accomplished. When you feel weak or facing difficulties, persecution or troubles, when you encounter this thing, do you think, God, is it because I did something wrong? No, Paul tells us, no, it's not. In 2 Corinthians 12, nice Paul shared to us, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Hallelujah. Paul spoke this word to help you, help me to experience sufficient grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. Just these two things. Just these two things. When you enter the new covenant, it's not about examining if you have offensed God some, somewhere. Let me tell you today, in Jesus Christ, you are no longer condemned. In Jesus Christ, you are no longer condemned. In Jesus Christ, you are free. You are free from condemnation. You are free. Romans 8, 1 to 2 say, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 
Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Unless, unless you doubt that Jesus' cleansing isn't complete enough. Unless. This is something Satan loves to do the most, using God's children to undermine Jesus. Satan also attempts to persuade you that you must solely rely on your own effort. This world has been so distorted that grace is hardly seen. But as we, as we love, people will begin to experience grace. So brother and sister, my brother and sister, have you ever thought about how big your world is? Have you ever thought about how big your world is? Think about it. I give you 10 seconds. <laughs> when I'm pursuing my wife, hi, Joanne, <laughs> I used to tell her that she was my whole world. Yeah. <laughs> I have another, another, another sentence. Don't cap hand first. Now my wife Joanne tell me, well, now your daughter Sharina is your will. <laughs> Have you ever thought about how big your will is? Have you ever thought about this? If you see your mother cleaning today, reaching high and low, maybe your wife, your husband also doing like that, would you help her? Would you? If this is your mother, your father, your husband, your wife, you would definitely help, right? Yet when you observe someone else doing the same thing, you may not give them a glance. <laughs> do, you, do you see what I mean? Children even can answer. <laughs> do you see what I mean? Do, you, do we recognize how limited our world can be? When you fail to treat people around you as your family, your world becomes smaller and smaller. When you feel unhappy about doing something for someone, your world becomes smaller and smaller. Your world is built through your love. The more people you embrace as your family, the broader your world becomes. Jesus said, when you love one another, you enter into His grace. As your world becomes wider and wider full love, you will need more strength. It's true. Your world becomes wider and wider. You really need more strength and even more resources. Therefore, Jesus will surely manifest His grace in your life in your being. It's not about grasping for grace. It's not about trying hard to do things in order to earn grace. No, it's about following Jesus and loving people around you. Those moments when you struggle to love, it may come from feeling nice that you have done wrong and you think, just you think, Jesus hasn't forgiven you. This is just what you think, not Jesus' think. This mistaken idea is widespread among today's Christians. 
but brother and sister in Jesus Christ, I want to say it again. In Jesus Christ, you are no longer condemned. You are free from condemnation. Today, today, God wants to set you free so that you can love and run freely on the path of His grace. I believe that what God wants to say to somebody here today, maybe someone watching online at home as well. If you never become a Christian, today is the day. Today is the day you can make this decision. You can give your life to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm coming to give my life to you. Amen. I'm sure Jesus will tell you, come, you will be experienced my grace and love. You will become my children. And for the rest of us, for the rest of us, let, let's not forget God's plan for us is to abide in His love. Don't forget it. His plan for you is to abide in His love. What you have to do? No. Just abide in His love. And we can love one another. Let's pray. Father, I pray for all the brothers and sisters here today. Thank you for being with us. Amen. And because of your words, we know that we are no longer condemned. We can love and run freely on the path of your grace. Thank you so much. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. How great, come on, let's stand and sing it, is our God. Sing with me, how great is our God and all will see how great how great is our God He's so big and so mighty how great is our God how great is our God sing with me how great is our God
how great is our God. We love him because he first loved us. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. We pray you have a blessed week this week. Join us on Wednesday night live online. And don't forget to grab an ice cream on your way out as well. We'll see you soon, everybody. Thank you.